Afika is a very Swedish custom which basically means that you take a break from your activity to have a cup of coffee or tea and maybe eat something sweet. In Fika with us, we are inviting you to join us for Afika and listen to different topics regarding international student life at Linköping University. In this episode of Fika with us, we're joined by Julia and Furkan, two student ambassadors studying here at Liu. We're here today to analyze whether Sweden is really that expensive a country to live in. My name is Rebecca and let's start the Fika. So welcome, Julia and Furkan. Uh, thank you so much for coming to this episode. And today we're going to talk about the cost of living in Sweden. Yep. Thank you. Thank you for inviting us. <laughs> so Sweden has a bit of a reputation for being an expensive country. So we're going to go just a little bit more into detail in a few things of our daily lives and how much they actually cost. So the first little monster that I want to tackle is rent and accommodation, because this is definitely what we spend most of our money on. So where do you live, Julia? I currently live uh, quite close to Campus US, which is the university hospital campus. Um, so it's quite close to town, um, downtown of Linköping. And I share an apartment with my boyfriend. And we have a two room apartment, plus, you know, kitchen, bathroom, Uh, and we actually have a balcony, which uh, we are very happy about, especially since summer is coming. Um, yeah, and we pay roughly $7,500 plus Wi-Fi and electricity. So I would say it's a it's a maximum of $8,000 a month for two persons. Nice, nice. What about you, Furkan? Where do you live and how much do you pay for rent? I live in Corridor Room, uh, the starter. I live in Reed. And uh, my room is, I have my own bathroom, but I use common kitchen and common living room in our corridor room, general corridor type. And uh, everything's included, electricity, internet, anything else. And I pay 3,354 kron per month. And it is um, around 15 minutes to city center by bike. If you walk around 25 minutes, maybe. 20 minutes or and 10 minutes to campus voila yeah so i live in flamand which is kind of halfway between the city center and campus and uh, it's also a corridor room so the price is quite similar to for cons as well um one thing that is important to add is that If you do rent a room with the student company that is called Student Bus Dadder, you get the month of June and July for free if you have been with them for at least the month of May. So even though the rent um, is quite uh, more expensive in compared to other countries, which we'll go to in a little bit, there, these two months, because a lot of people go home for the summer, usually are free. But make sure to check with your own housing company when you do come here. So now we're going to do a little bit of a comparison exercise. So we brought the information from our home countries to see how much a one-room apartment costs there, and we're going to compare it to Sweden. So just to start, I am from Portugal, and a one-room apartment there, and I have converted this to crowns, is 3,500 
um, around um, around that cost. And the expenses are usually separate in this case. But what about you, Furkan? Where are you from? I'm from Turkey. Uh, I was living in Istanbul. Istanbul is generally um, quite expensive if you compare other Turkish cities. But in, Tur- in Istanbul or in Turkey, we don't have any corridor room type of dormitory. Generally, we have just room and kitchen, like everything is separate. No spatial bathroom or toilet. But if I say one apart, one room apart, not like corridor room, one room apart, like included kitchen, everything is just like a apartment. And it costs around 1,700, 800 kroner, kron. Uh, Swedish people say kroner and I say kron. I don't know which one is the best, but kron is, works now. 1,700 around. That's really cheap. Because, <laughs> yeah. well, I'm from Germany and it really depends on the city because bigger cities, for example, Munich, Hamburg, Cologne, of course, they're more expensive. Um, but to get a one room apartment, it's roughly between 4,000 and 7,000 crowns. Um, but as I said, that can vary a lot in the different cities. And in Sweden, it also depends when we talk about lin shipping, because you have these uh, student accommodations. I actually have a friend living in a one room apartment and she pays around 4,200, 4,300 crowns. And this already includes expenses. But again, this is for the student housing, so not a private accommodation. And I think usually private accommodation to get like a private one-room apartment here in Lean Shopping can cost you anything from like 5,000 crowns to 7,000 uh, 7, crowns. So it also depends on, you know, what area you live in, if it's a new building or an older building. So it can differ a lot. Definitely. What were you going to say, Frikan? Yeah, uh, I was living with my friends in my Bachelor of Science in Istanbul. And our apartment was two room and one living room, one kitchen. And it, we were paying around uh, 1,700 uh, or 800 kroner. But our place wasn't really luxury, kind of small neighborhood in Istanbul. But yeah, if for the Turkish students, renting, it's really quite, quite expensive for us in Sweden if you come from Turkey. Because we are generally a cheap country for everything. Yeah, I just want to say it. Yeah, and you, you can definitely notice the difference in price range for the one the one room cord, uh, the one room apartment. Um, but now that we've touched a little bit upon accommodation and hopefully um, this this will be helpful for future students, we're going to talk about how we get around. So lin shopping is fairly flat, so a lot of people uh, opt to use a bike. But what do you use to get around, Julia? Uh, I bike, of course. <laughs> As you said, it's just the easiest option, the cheapest option. And um Ever since I moved quite close to Campus US, that's where I study, I walk, which only takes me like five minutes. But whenever I need to go grocery shopping or, you know, I go to the sports studio, then I always take my bike. And it's just 
yeah, the most useful thing ever. So as soon as you come to lean shopping, make sure you get a bike. <laughs> Where did you get your bike? Um, I got it at a sort of repair shop uh, in Ried. I actually don't remember the name, but um, as soon as I arrived in Lean Shopping, I Googled for like bike shops, Lean Shopping, and just went to like seven different ones and tried on different bikes because I knew I was going to stay here for at least three years. So I really wanted a nice bike, which is going to last me for all these, all these years. Um, but it was actually the first bike I tried that I bought in the end. And it was around 1,400 crowns, which might sound quite expensive for a secondhand bike, but it had like new brakes, um, it had new tires. So it was really up to date. And I had it for almost two years and never had to do any repairs. So I'm very happy with it. That's great. What about you, Frikan? Do you use a bike as well? Yeah, I think most of the students have to use bike because um, sling shopping is really flat and using bikes is really useful, really effective. And I prefer bike. Uh, and also sometimes I'm driving and because I'm working, uh, if I need to do buy some, let's say olive oil or other big stuff for kitchen, I'm going, I'm driving, but otherwise I'm using my bike and um, my bike cost uh, 700 kron. I got it just my at second day in Sweden because I want to discover all sea. I want to travel around sea. And I think it was not really nice bike. And I bought it from second hand shop in city center. As you let's say, I checked the Google and I uh, look all second hand shop bikes shop, secondhand bike shops. And it was not really good choice for 700. I suggest maybe around 900 or 1000 to have a good bike. Yeah, yeah. I also have a bike very uncreatively. Um, I got mine for around a thousand crowns as well, secondhand. Um, and yeah, it's it's definitely the best way to get around in din shipping, but also not the only one, because we do also have buses here. And in my personal opinion, compared to back home, they work very well. Um, but I think it would be quite interesting to compare the price of bus tickets here in Lin shipping compared to our cities back home. So a one-way trip uh, uh, within the city here in Lin shipping costs around 18 crowns. But how does it compare to back home? I can start. Uh, you're going to be surprised again. In Istanbul, one-way ticket, doesn't matter how many kilometers you are going, just one direction, I can say. It is around, uh, for student, three kron, I think. Uh, so if you compare with Turkey, it's again too much expensive public transportation. And I really shocked when I came here. Like I've tried first, I didn't know the price. When I saw the price, like it's almost kind of really too much expensive for me. I was a bit shocked, but now yeah, I get that is quite it. a big difference. Uh, I, I actually noticed that compared to Portugal, the difference wasn't that much. So in Portugal, you have this 
tourist uh, system that if you buy the ticket on the bus, it costs 16 crowns, which is fairly similar to the price here in Sweden. But they also have a, a buy in advance kind of system, in which case it is kind of cheaper and Linköping does not have that. But it was fairly similar in price, which quite surprised me at the beginning. What about you, Julia? So a single bus ticket uh, in Germany is around 20 crowns, which is not that bad, I would say. Um, and I mean, here in Sweden or in Lean Shopping specifically, you do get student discounts on your bus ticket. And if I actually have to take the bus, I usually do it to go somewhere with friends where we can't bike. And I think it's if you buy one bus ticket on the same phone or in the same app, for at least four people, you also get a group discount. So that way it gets even cheaper. And I mean, there's also the free campus bus that goes from campus uh, US downtown to campus Valla, mm -hmm. and then to campus Norshoping. Mm -hmm. And I use that because it's for free. So sometimes in, in winter when it's very cold and rainy and I have a, have a lecture at campus Valla, I just take, take the free campus bus. That's very, very smart. Uh, I hadn't actually thought of doing that, but I will definitely consider it now in the future. <laughs> you should. <laughs> um, but now to talk a different type of transportation, this one less public. Uh, we also have cabs or taxis here in Linköping, but most of the time students tend to avoid them because they are quite expensive. So if you are a new student arriving here to Linköping, you might consider taking the bus from the train station to your new accommodation or from the airport. But do beware that taxis are quite expensive here in Sweden. Um, I had to take a cab or a taxi once for just a five to 10 minute ride. And it was around 200 crowns just for that very, very short ride. And compared to back home where we have Uber and taxis are fairly affordable. So maybe 50 crowns in comparison, that is a really, really big difference. And that's also why you will probably not see people riding a cab here in Sweden very often. But yeah, what about Germany? Are taxis that expensive in Germany as well? I think they are. I don't usually take cabs at all because <laughs> there's always a different option, a cheaper option. Um, but I looked up some prices and you have like this basic fee of around 30 crowns that you pay for sure, no matter where you're going. And then it's about 25 crowns per kilometer. Uh, and of course, the more kilometers you make, the cheaper the price per kilometer gets, but it's still fairly expensive. So of course, sometimes I prefer to take an Uber because it's slightly cheaper and um, you can split the cost with friends. But yeah, I don't really recommend it. That is very true. What about Turkey? What is it like in Turkey? Um, in Turkey, if you are in a small city, that's really expensive. But if you are in a big city, that's not expensive. That's pretty interesting point because in small cities, taxi drivers don't have much uh, more consumer. So kind of they are trying to make a balance. And I think, uh, let's say something in 200 kron in Sweden, in Linköping. And I think it's around 80 or 
70, 100 kron. So almost half of it, more than half of it, I think. But I would like to say something about this taxi price issue. Uh, when I came here at my second day, I want to buy a pillow or other stuff to sleep. And I got to, I went to city center by bus and it was around, as you say, 20 kron. And I asked the taxi driver, if I go Ikea, how much does it cost? And he said 200 kroner. And I, and I really shocked again. Oh my God. Like if I go three times by drive, by taxi, I can buy a new bike because my bike costs around 700 kron. Then I go back, <laughs> went back and I bought the bike and I start the bike everywhere. That was the kind of starting point taxi taxi price for me. Yeah, it's if you're not prepared for it, it can definitely be a bit of a shocker. Um, yeah, also, I'm coming from Turkey. It's really expensive. Yeah, for, for sure, us for here. sure. So the the main conclusion of this section is definitely do get a bike if you feel comfortable riding one because it will save you quite a bit of money on transportation and it's the easiest way to get around here. Now to move on to our next section, this is a bit more about what kind of money you spend on groceries and food. So the first and probably most obvious question is how much money do you spend on average on groceries every month? And you can start for Khan if you'd like. Actually, it's really changing because I use olive oil and other uh, kitchen stuff more. So if I buy it, so, but I, I, I will say some average, I think for average uh, 600 kron per week. And also I am going to some cheap supermarkets um, like Willy, Solam in Hagetorp. I prefer them. And also it's quite... And I prefer halal food, halal meat, and they are selling it. That's why I'm going there also. And around per week, so uh, 600 kroner, kron, I think. So, but I can say monthly, three. I'm spending around 3,000 kron. Very well. Uh, what about you, Julia? So I usually spend around 2,000 krons per month uh, on food, but that also includes like snacks or um, a cider every now and then. Um, but of course, that also differs, especially during exam time, because, well, if you're sitting at university for like 10, 12 hours, you do want to get a second coffee and that might be at a cafe that is not super cheap or you want to go and get a snack. So that definitely adds up during exam time. And when you get home, sometimes you just don't feel like cooking anymore. So we do have takeaway during exam time, like fairly often, <laughs> um, but that evens out because on other months you don't spend that much money on food. Yeah, I would say that that's perfectly understandable. I, I spend around the the same, I would say around 2000 per month, but just as you said, it really, really varies a lot because like some months you just don't feel like cooking and you have some more takeout and other months you are very excited and feel like cooking a lot. So it does vary a little bit, but hopefully this gives a little bit of a better idea. And now back to our 
comparisons with Sweden and our home countries, we have the comparison of a one liter of milk. So from what I saw here in Sweden, going to one of the bigger chain supermarkets, a liter of milk will cost around 10 to 15 crowns. Um, and yeah, so back home, mm -hmm. it's really not much cheaper or much more expensive. In Portugal, you would probably get a liter of milk for six crowns, seven crowns maybe. But what about Germany? It should be around eight to 17 crowns. It of course depends on if you buy like a brand um, that produces milk or if it's like ecological. So yeah, but eight to 17 crowns, fairly similar to Sweden. What about Turkey? In Turkey, we have um, daily milk and pasteurized milk, and I think it's around seven, seven, six kron, six or seven kron per liter milk. Uh, yeah, and so from what I've noticed personally going to the Swedish supermarket, the thing that is most expensive, and or at least the price difference is much more noticeable is fresh produce. So another example we have here is what does a kilo of bananas cost? And this is again from my personal experience of going to a bigger chain supermarket, a kilo of bananas can cost anything between um, 20 crowns per kilo on a good day uh, and 25 crowns per kilo on a more normal day, I would say. And back home, bananas are more than half that price. So in Portugal, you would get bananas for 10 crowns per kilo, probably. And that would be the average price. So if you go on a good day, you would get them for cheaper. Is it the same in Turkey as well? In Turkey, banana is quite expensive. Uh, I think it's expensive, um, almost around Swedish, like Swedish uh, price, because government as a kind of tax plan on it. They want to support local banana in Turkey. They don't want to import banana. So that's why it's uh, 15 to 20 kron per kilogram banana. What about Germany? It's around 20 crowns per kilogram. So I would say fairly similar to your prices. Um, it's actually surprising that bananas are quite cheap in Portugal. I didn't know. <laughs> Uh, but, yeah, we do love our bananas. <laughs> and as you said, like I would say that vegetables can be quite expensive in Sweden, especially if you want fresh vegetables, not frozen ones. Um, and it always differs throughout the seasons because, well, of course, if tomatoes are in season or rhubarb, that of course will get cheaper because there is more products available. So I think it helps a lot if you if you shop what's in season. That is a very good tip. So now just to move from the grocery part to the more overall food part, what if uh, you want to have a beer at a pub or a bar here in Sweden? Well, at least for me, this was a quite a big difference because back home you can get a glass of beer for just 10 crowns if you know where to go. And that was quite a big difference for Sweden in which a glass of beer can cost anything between 50 to 70 crowns. And that is for me a very, very big difference. 
um, that I don't actually know what beer costs in Germany. It's quite cheap as well, because, I mean, we love beer. <laughs> so we're the beer country, I would almost say. So um, it's around 35 crowns for... Uh, 473 milliliters, so that's like one pint. But of course, you can get cheaper ones or more expensive ones. But it is much, much cheaper than here in Sweden. Do Do you notice that you go out? I mean, obviously, we're in pandemic times, but do you notice that you go out less because of it? I mean, I don't usually go out that often anyway, um, just to save money. But sometimes, so when when it's not a pandemic right now, we do go out with friends. And um, for example, we just go to a, to a wine bar. And instead of having food and drinks, we just have drinks and cook our own food. Um, and then it's it's fairly okay. I mean, wine in the restaurant or in a bar is not cheap either, but you can make it work. <laughs> That's a very good tip. What about Turkey? What is the price of beer in Turkey? Mm, quite similar with Sweden, I think. Because in alcohol, we have too much tax on it. So that's why I would say if you go to pop and if you want to drink a beer, maybe with some cookies, you probably you have to pay around 70, 80 kroner. All right, so that wasn't too much of a difference for you? Um, actually, I'm not going that much uh, to pubs, have a beer, or I don't have... My lifestyle is quite close to other type, so it's not much difference, I think, because we have tax, and that's why it's expensive in Turkey. So it's, in Sweden, many things are expensive, so beer also expensive. There's not that much difference for me. Oh, it's okay. Yeah. All right. And Julia, you mentioned eating out. Um, what is the the difference between meal prices at a restaurant in Sweden and in Germany? So in Germany, if you go to a nice restaurant, I mean, depending on what you have, if it's vegetarian or with meat or fish, um, I would say it's around 170 to 280 crowns approximately. Um, and here in Sweden, I would say you have to account for about the same prices, if not a little more. But again, it depends on the restaurants and some restaurants do offer student prices or like um, it's usually cheaper to go for lunch. And I think you can get lunch at a nice restaurant for like 100 to 150 crowns. Very good. What about um, eating out in Turkey? Did you notice a big difference for Khan? Yeah, I noticed really big difference. I did one thing uh, in Turkey, for especially for students, we have doner rule and drink. So you can pay around 30 kron. Uh, you can have a lunch. I think it's not really big food, big lunch, but It's okay, but if you do same thing in link shopping, I did, and I paid around uh, 90 to 100 kron. So almost more than three, multiply by three. So it's quite much difference for foods. But then the portion is usually so big that you can't eat it in one sitting. 
<laughs> At least that's the case for me. Yeah, that's also I noticed it. Like they are giving a donor and like not just ruler, also menu. It's really big and hard to hard to finish in once. I think. Yeah. I noticed that as well. All right, so we've covered accommodation, we've covered transportation and food as well. I think the um, one other thing to ask if you've ever been to is about uh, doctors because you never know what might happen. Um, obviously, not hopefully nothing happens. Um, but if you ever need to go to a doctor, uh, what could you expect in terms of uh, prices? Could you give us some insight, Julia, since you've been living here for a while? Yeah, sure. So first of all, it depends a little bit um, on if you have a Swedish personal number or if you are um, a citizen of EU, then you have this European health card. So that will help you a lot because um, you will get different prices than if you are from outside EU and have not do not have a Swedish personal number. So that of course differs, but in my case, I do have a Swedish personal number. Um, and because I'm quite young so far, I never had to pay at the doctors. For example, I had to go to the dentist for a checkup and that didn't cost me anything. Um, but I do know that if you go to a regular doctor, you have to pay a fee, which is, I think, 200 crowns. But it depends on the doctor, like if it's a specialist or if it's just a GP. Um, but I also know that there is like a, a cost cap here in Sweden. So if you spend a certain amount on um, doctor appointments, then you will receive like a, a free card and you do not have to pay for the rest of the year. So you have to pay for doctor's appointments to a certain point. I think there is very important information. Thank you so much. Um, and now just to wrap it all a little bit together, is there anything that, are there any other differences that really stood out to you when you first got to Sweden or even smaller differences that you maybe didn't notice at first? But after you were living here for a couple of months, you noticed like, oh, this is this is really different. I don't do this every day, but the price range here is is quite different to back home. Mm, I want to add something. Um, first month, I was going to this closest market, which is ham shop, and I was going there regularly. But after that, I noticed if you are a member of it. They are giving a discount. Also, sometimes they have a cheap stuff for membership. You can use it. So first month, I didn't apply for a personal ID card, uh, ID number. And that's why I couldn't be a membership. But also I asked my friends, no, they don't give much discounts, no needed. They say it, a few of them. But after a while, I noticed on Willis or other markets, they are really giving good discounts for membership. And then when I applied my ID number, I, I, I was member, I get memberships card. And I think it was quite important to have some discounts to buy some cheap tomato, cheap banana, because almost every day they have some discount for membership uh, members. Yeah. So that's my small suggestion. 
Yeah, one thing that I can say from my perspective is that bigger chain stores, so an example would maybe be H&M or something like that, which is quite prevalent, at least in Portugal. I noticed that the, the prices there were essentially the same. So there doesn't seem to be a big difference in those types of things. You might notice that you think you spend more money because you do need to buy winter clothes where, that are generally more expensive. But again, secondhand shops are a great way to do that. And we will give you more tips and tricks on how to keep your student budget in part two. Um, but this is just my personal experience. Have you experienced the same, Julia? Uh, yeah, I, I think I can just agree to what you guys just said. There are a few things that are more expensive in Sweden than there are in Germany. But on the other hand, you will always find things that are cheaper than in Germany. And I think one one example that just stuck to my head, um, it might be a little funny, but you know these electric toothbrush heads? So the ones that you exchange every now and then, those are very expensive in Sweden. So if you use an electric toothbrush, bring some uh, extra brush heads from your home country. I think that's a, 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 that's my, my suggestion, my tip. And I think you should definitely try to think in Swedish crowns because it helps you to get used to the currency faster. And if you keep comparing it to you know, your home country, you will always feel like, oh, I pay too much or this was so expensive. But just try to adjust to the Swiss, Swedish prices because there's not much you can do besides uh, finding discounts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I think that's very true. Did you want to add something for Kam? Yeah, that's exactly true. Like my first three months, that was terrible. I was always comparing Turkey and Sweden. So now I'm just leave it. <laughs> I'm happy now. Yeah, I think that is some very good advice to end this episode on. Thank you so much for coming and giving some of your insight into your life here in Sweden and obviously the cost. Thank you. Thank you so much. You've listened to Fika with us with me, Rebecca, and this episode's guest, Julia and Furkan. Don't forget to follow us at Linköping University on Instagram and Facebook. We hope you enjoyed today's talk and that you join us for a Fika again soon.